Welcome back to another suck 'em bop 'em kind of episode of That Strange Show. This one's gonna cut deep. That's right. Hope you all had time to unwind and get a little gloom and doom in. We talked to Dark and the Wicked. Go check that out if you haven't yet. Uh, we had our buddy James D. James D. Lamont. James D. Is the D I, silent? I, I just call him James. Oh, I don't James. know. Uh, he's from. Uh, it came from the Five Hundred Eight Productions. Uh, he joined us on that ride. Remember that? So go check that out. And like always, this episode is brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Get deadly.com. Go grab a bag. <laughs> grab grab my bag. So tonight we got a special treat for you guys. We have one Mr. Anthony Leone, writer-director of the new dark and fucked-up horror ride, Hacksaw. Out now through Leone Films and Midnight Releasing. What's up, man? Hey, hey, how you guys doing? Yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's uh, open her up and let the people know a little bit about you, man. How goes it out there? Uh, pretty good, man. I can't complain. The movie is finally out. Took some time to film, uh, but finally it's out in the open for everybody to finally see what kind of lovely fucked up shit that I had in my mind for so long that finally made it to uh, screen when everybody gets to watch it, either on DVD or BOD. Awesome, awesome. Uh, all right, so besides wanting to have the people watch the movie that you worked so hard on, um, what's uh, what are you, what do you got your 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 finger on the pulse on out there? What have you been watching to spend the time? Recently, um, the movies that I really loved last year, I really liked the movie Alone. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, the Wretched was fucking gnarly. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see The Wretched. No. The Dark and the Wicked, holy shit. That was fucking legit. I mean, and it's the same guy that did The Strangers. So, I mean, that felt a lot like The Strangers, but with that story. Yeah. That was cool. I love that. Uh, so that, that's recent. But usually I always have movies on replay all the time. Texas Chainsaw, Rob Zombie movies I'm always watching all the time. Uh, especially Devil's Rejects. I love 31. 31 amazing uh, and then the old ones of course shining and um i love actually that dark man poster you have right there sam raimi's the man fuck yeah i love that guy very awesome what ryan you look like you were gonna oh. <laughs> ryan! no that's cool no i you know what we we covered dark and the wicked last week and yeah. or on the last episode and i'll back that again i'll repeat myself that movie was fucking amazing and yeah. to me was a, to me was a, like a step was like a like a i can't think of the word off the top of my head right now the it uh, was like a uh je ne sais quoi uh it set the state it set the bar it was a bar set for horror yeah it, that movie that movie legitimately I, like i said it was one of the first time first times in a while i watched parts of a movie like it, this it is yeah i haven't been creeped out in a horror film in a because you know what's going to happen. You've seen it all. But that movie really kicks you in the fucking nuts. That is a good fucking movie. A, a goal to one day have as far as like an aesthetic that looks that good. Yeah, I would love to accomplish that one day. Great movie. Yeah, no, I saw when you said The Dark and the Wicked, I saw fucking Ryan's fucking dick like, at the, like come up on the little that's, corner of the screen. It's like mentioning because Angel knows that that's like my like fucking that style of horror is like my nut and that movie yeah. just i was i was that was like a, a I holy grail it. for me yeah, i I, I hunted i saw a trailer for that like a month before it i was like we yeah. need to cover this movie and i couldn't think of the name so i was making him like i was trying to describe the cover for it and i was like yeah. making him google it by yeah. this by description of the fucking cover yeah i was like old lady barn red uh, the, the barn Loading. the barn <laughs> Then there was uh, the barn, and I, then I started making him watch the trailers because I was like, "No, it's like a wicked generic sounding name." Yeah, <laughs> but it's awesome. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean that. And what I what what pisses me off about it is I did not get to see it in the fucking theater. Yeah, yeah. I wish I would have seen it in the theater because man. Give me all the bacon and eggs you have. Do you understand? I, I started uh, the Night Stalker, finished it in the same night, Ryan. I told you. Yeah. I, I told you that shit went. 
ass. Yeah, I legit left your, left your asshole bleeding. Dude, I legit was like, <laughs> oh, so I, I looked at my wife and I was like, oh, so we're finishing this tonight. She's like, it's one o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. I love the fact that they were able to take, like, you go into it going, like, I know Richard Ramirez. Yeah, like, yeah. I know this story. But then they had this whole nother. Did you see it? I have not. No, I have not. Yeah, okay. well, we're spoiled. We spoil shit. So it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's I okay. just, when they get to that whole other level that this dude had a whole nother, mm-hmm. like, on the side, he was also kidnapping and raping children. Yeah. Oh, swell. <laughs> but, but then letting them go. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, and it's yeah that's like pretty he had up. that. He it like fucked with my head because it gave, it made it almost seem like he had because he was otherworldly. There isn't another serial killer like him. But I, I'm not, and I'm not blowing serial killers in any way. But yeah. so like it gave it this. <laughs> well, we gotta point that out because there's people out yeah, there yeah. that like fucking. Yeah. No, nah, like, man, work. this other guy's better. Man. They act. They're act like they're fucking celebrities. Yeah. And uh, but um. That whole, like, it gave this weird, like, he had a weird moral system. Yeah, like, he, he like he killed the husbands, not the wives. He did not kill the children. He let them go. He even fed them and shit. Yeah. To, to, to piggyback off of that, I did uh, enjoy that. It wasn't, uh, like, uh, like, yeah, blowing uh, Richard uh, Ramirez mm-hmm. up. It was more of a tale of, like, the cops and their families. And like all the shit they had to go through inside of the the nightmare because it's like they're barely closing down on one one attack or one murder and then six minutes down the road someone else just got shot in the face so like to be like uh, on the force with that like but yeah like you said and then the moral the moral compass quote unquote you know i felt like you know they're like oh he doesn't have an mo and i was like well his mo is destruction you yeah. know, total annihilation. And then, like, with the kid thing, what I like in that, too, is that this same shit happened to him as a as a, as a child. So, like, I just felt like he was trying to... I don't know if he was trying to, like, leave, like, how they left him with the scar, the emotional scarring. And then, like, and then be like, here, you go figure this out in the world on your own like I fucking had to. You know what I mean? So, uh, so, and that—that's even thinking like that even gets even more fucked. Like, yeah. You know what I really loved about it? That they showed him ugly. Yeah. Every time you ever saw him, they always showed him the sunglasses and the suit <laughs> and everything. But this time, I never knew that his teeth were like fucking Deliverance teeth. Dude, he looked oh, like wow. he had jagged, broken black teeth. Yeah. Because that, that photo of him, like, with that, yeah. it's like, oh. But, and then they're talking about people who, like, randomly cross paths with him, like, at a library and shit. And they're like, this dude smelled yeah. like bad. Yeah. Him in his shitty and Jack Daniels shirt fucking yeah. sticking up the roof. And this is on, is this on Netflix or Amazon? Yes, or Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Okay, cool. Netflix. Um, and you can't kill it. Watch it when you're prepared to sit for a while because you end up just killing it. Dude, legit. Oh, okay. Legit. I was like, I was so like, get sucked in like Cobra Kai. Yeah. I, yeah. Le- I legit was like, oh, I'll, I'll watch one episode and see. And then as soon as it finished, I was like, next. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching that and then just random shit uh, here and there. What have you been watching, yeah. Ryan? You said you had something in your pocket. What you got in your pocket, bro? Come here. Huh? What you got in your pocket? Oh, shit, a cat. Make a what sh- you got? Make sure you get home, say. <laughs> get your ass. I have pretty much, with aside from this show, doing stuff for the show, I just like stopped watching horror movies because I moved into just tr- just true crime because we got the Discovery Plus. Oh, okay. We signed up for that, and it's got the gnarliest true crime section. Real life horror, which is the best. And then just cool. straight up like Dateline documentaries, like professional yeah. news stories and shit. And then um, <clears throat> uh, what I wanted to mention one in particular, the clown and the candy man. Oh God. Yeah. That I that I watched. Fuck yeah. And uh and I thought that the, I got through most of the documentary. Towards the end I ended up shutting it off because I'm like, I can't get any more filthy than I am right now. <laughs> like it totally I need a bath. <laughs> well you you go into it because the cover for it's John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, yeah. But then you get into it and you realize that John Wayne Gacy is literally like a tenth of this story. 
Yeah. And not even, and it's not even about his murders. Yeah. They like they touch on like, oh yeah, you know, the serial killer killed all these kids and stuff. And yeah. then they, uh, but then it's how he ties into uh, this uh, child pornography ring that was that makes what Epstein do did look like pussy shit. Yeah. Like, like fuck the seventies. I'm so glad. I mean, COVID sucks and all that, but I'm glad I didn't live in a time where if a kid, <laughs> if a boy disappeared off the street, the cops didn't bother looking for him because yeah. it was the age of the runaway. And all these kids are just getting picked up and taken to this island off in Michigan or in the Great Lake and just being turned into child pornography stars. What the hell are you talking about? I don't know how to put it. I didn't mean it like it was a good thing. But when you're getting into, like, the world of mail-order catalogs and shit, like, yeah. it was nuts. Firefox Island? Uh, North Fox. Yeah. North Fox, which was partially owned by the son of the guy that ran GM. Like, it was... Jesus. They actually said that they had the list of everybody that was taking part in shit there, and he said that the list, he uh, wasn't by law allowed to say any of the names that were on it, Yeah. but he said a majority of them are household names. Crazy. Like, crazy. like worse than the Epstein list. Like He's like famous preachers, politicians, presidents, Tom Hanks. past presidents, Tom Hanks, Damn. Will Ferrell. Like, uh, <laughs> But uh, it actually lured me into this world. I have to tell people, if you're going to watch the documentary, it doesn't even touch on what the, it's it. The documentary is a companion to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And the podcast was like 10 times longer than the documentary. And I couldn't stop listening to it. But the whole, it's one of those the whole time I was listening to it. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, holy shit. And now it's basically spurned into this whole world of, I'm obsessed now, not just not with true crime, like serial killer shit, mm -hmm. but I found this whole like niche of true crime about how bad cops fuck shit up. In the in the 70s, they just cops were just stupid, apparently. And that's part of why I there's a bunch of stuff I'm listening to where it's like we caught the serial killer when he had already killed one person. But, you know, we let him go and then he killed 40. <laughs> 43 other people and he never got arrested for it he died yeah. rich nah, i mean rich like you said cops are dumb and you you could look to a show like fargo where those guys were like i love that movie i love that movie though dumb masses dude the show fargo uh, that's another one i just finished all the seasons tell me what you thought of the chris rock season i liked it I it's liked different it. It's, it was very different and then the last scene, I was like, motherfucker. Like, I was like, yeah. Did you also happen to put together the tie for four? Yeah, the, at the end, the, the last. No, 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 no. What four? Who the, the kid in season yeah. four? This yeah, yeah. The, who he is? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The, the son, his Chris Rock's son. Yes, I know who he is. The one that was kidnapped. Yes. Who he is in season two? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was like, that's why I was like, motherfucker, like, yeah, and why he was always reciting all the shit, and like, from all the reading and all the expansion of the mind stuff yeah. that him and you know Irish went through, and I was just like, about the tornado, all that shit, but uh, yeah, fucking awesome. What sucks for me is that I watched this shit over the last, I don't know how many years that it's come out. You watched it all in one set, so you remembered everything yeah. as you went along. Yeah. Like, I have to, like, use my mem I have to, like, use the deep memory to remember tie in. Would you like a cookie, son? Hmm. What do you know? They're little footballs. <laughs> yeah, you know, true crime stuff like that and, like, real-life horror, like... Uh, I'm having some nasty nightmares. Well, that's what I'm... I'm not even gonna well, that's what I'm saying. It, it can either lead you down, you know, a path of like, because you know me, like green room and home invasion films, shit like that. Like, that's my shit. Like, you know, I like the supernatural yeah. stuff we've we've covered in the past, you know, and then most recently the the dark and the wicked. But like my shit yeah. is like like this shit can actually happen to me. Like I can yep. put my arm out a door because there's bad guys out there and they'll chop it into a million pieces like you know, and eat it. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's like so you start thinking about like real life shit and like you know, yeah. like Ryan writes, I write some shit. You know, it can lead to ideas coming to 
you know, for movies and shit like that that you want to make on your own. And then like like yeah. that's why we have you here tonight because you you have taken that step, you know, to to you know like so you want to be a filmmaker type of deal. You know what I mean? Uh, so like, when did you realize that you wanted to become, you know, a filmmaker and take you, that step in? That was um, around 2013. Well, 2014. I started writing screenplays, and I just really wanted to get into it to write and get into westerns and action films. So I really like, I love, I love those genres, and it eventually segued toward horror. Because I mean, I grew up watching horror. The Monster Vision. I don't got if you guys remember that. Oh yeah. I think Joe Bob Briggs would do the breakdown, the the kill counts. It was on TNT, I think, on the weekends. Oh yeah. And I, would, I always have horror marathons, so um, it was pretty hard to develop. I mean, a western. <laughs> it, that's pretty. Uh, yeah. It's, that takes a lot of moving parts, and so does a, you know a horror film as well, but. So I just decided to segue toward horror, and when I watched the movie Only God Forgives, the guy that did Drive, uh, that pretty much just, I, I wanted to make movies at that moment. Like, I, I really wanted to try it out, and I really wanted to do it. And the more I just kept watching Rob Zombie's movies, it just it made sense to finally just jump in, and I didn't want to wait anymore. That was the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, there was the whole waiting period, and I understand, you know, a lot of people have their own things that they want to do, but really, if you don't do it yourself, you know, you know, picking up the camera, editing it yourself, casting it, funding it, even though if it takes several years, at least you get it done, and horror has always been there for me, and it, always, so it made sense to do that, and that's where we moved toward uh, 2017 when me and Amy got together and we started filming Hacksaw. Awesome. Uh, I mean, yeah, so, like, that's what I mean. Like, so you took you took an idea, you know, um, yep. jumping in and making an indie horror film, because that was one of my questions. Like, do, have you, do you want to tackle other genres? And I know you mentioned, you know, the Western yeah. and stuff like that. And that, that, like, that, you saying that, like, I was like, oh, shit, like, yeah, Westerns are 100%. fucking awesome movies. You know, the good mm -hmm. and the bad and the ugly, like shit like that, Unforgiven, you know, Tombstone. 100%. Tombstone. 100%. Even, yes. even like Ryan's favorite, Young Guns, you know, that's... I fucking love Young Guns. We regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steal, if you know what I mean, or you keep. Now, the fact that he could shoot Jack Palance in the forehead from fucking 500 feet away with uh, a old western Son of a bitch, bam! No, it was over. So like, like you know, and then. But it wasn't. They did a second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm gonna make you famous. <laughs> what's your favorite kind of uh, like storytelling? Like, I know you you mentioned the dude from Drive. I love Kubrick. Of course, I, I love Kubrick. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, Reffin, I, I think is Reffin is my all-time favorite director. I know that'll change the more I I, I continue with film. Because I really respect Nolan a lot. I love Nolan's work. Yeah. I love Toby Hooper's stuff. Rob Zombie. I mean, the list is. Uh, I even. I mean, I like the director. I love the director that did uh, the. Um, that did the Wretched. That was a good movie. Uh, Rob Zombie, of course. The Dark and the Wicked. That director is just ridiculous. It's awesome. Uh, I love Strangers and. I, I love everything. And then Clint Eastwood. I love Stallone's work. So I know you said you like the the western, uh, westerns. Yeah, Sergio uh, Leone, of course. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, but have you seen Bone Tomahawk? Yes, I have. What do you think Several of that? Times. <laughs> I love that part. That was good. That was awesome. I and fucking I, love that movie. And I think there's one that has been on my radar. That's kind of like a married western. Uh, uh, the Pale Door, if I'm not mistaken. No, The Pale Door. I definitely want to check that one out. Uh, I just finished watching 10 Minutes to Midnight, and I definitely want to see The Pale Door. And there's another one, I believe, The Soul Collector. That's on Shudder. I want to see that, too, as well. Um, I don't know if you guys watched Veronica, the 
Glenn Danzig's movie? No. <laughs> no. No. Did you? If it's anything well, like the last, if it's anything like the last album he put out, I'm, I'm good. Was it? Was it well, good? Was it good? Uh, it's entertaining to watch. Okay. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Right. I think it's fun. <laughs> I don't. Everybody compares it to The Room. Oh, hi, Mark. I I don't oh. think it's. I don't think it's like the room, but I, it's it's just fun to watch. Interesting. <laughs> All right. So you said you like you like other other genres. So I mean, in your movie, you made an independent horror film. I'm sure there was a lot of obstacles. Like you said, you mentioned self funding, getting up and getting it. Basically, how you live, you know. So there's a lot of obstacles, whether it be a short or a feature film. How was it making your idea become a reality? Uh, the obstacles were definitely the budget, uh, but making the idea a reality was always the goal. So basically just jumping in and doing it, that was the only way that it was going to happen and nothing stopping me. So that's why the film was pretty much self-funded out of pocket. Um, Amy helped out and contributed as well. So she had a lot to do with the finished product as well because she had the same goal that I had going in with this, start it and finish it all the way. And it did take us about a year or so to do the film from 2007 to mid-late 18-ish. I remember it's been a while, but we did it, finished, and it's out there. Awesome. So, yeah, one of those ideas became Hacksaw. Uh, yeah. We're going to roll the trailer now. What could have been an easy plane ride turned into a two-day road trip? I just wanted to say thank you. What do you know about this place? A guy named Ed Crow used to work in this hospital, killed a bunch of people. There's no coming out of there. Some legends are true. A young couple on a road trip takes a detour to the site where notorious murderer Ed Hacksaw Crow became an urban legend on the day he was killed many years before. But they quickly find the legend may not quite be as dead as they were counting on. That's right. All right, so we're talking Hacksaw, written and directed by the gentleman we have here tonight. But also it stars uh, Amy Kay, uh, which she made an appearance off the record just now. But uh, that's she plays Ashley in this. It's something that you're also working on later on right. that we'll bring up. Who else you got in this, man? Oh, we got uh, Courtney Palm. She made a really quick cameo. Uh, Courtney's been in movies like Zombievers, Sushi Girl. And she was nice enough to come on board for a really quick cameo. Uh, I did a short film with Courtney several years uh, before I started filming Hacksaw. Mm -hmm. And we also have Brian Butler, who's in the film as well. He plays Tommy, who's the boyfriend slash fiance of Ashley. I have uh, Mike Burgess in there, who plays Ed Crow. And I also have... Um, George Jack, who comes in and plays Max Hart. And who else do we have in here? Sadie Katz is not in the film, in the frame, but we do hear her voice in the uh, road trip scenes as yep. our radio girl. And that was very, very nice of her to come on board as well, just to help out with that. Um, I had never met Sadie, so I just pretty much reached out to her uh, through Instagram. And she's very nice enough to come on board for that set little scene. Uh, part of the film and that's about it and then we've got uh Jamie came in who plays one of the victims uh brother uh, kylie uh, young she was one of the uh victims in one of the scenes 
and a couple other people make an appearance in the movie that are local around here where I'm at. How did you go about getting these people involved? I know you said Sadie Katz, you reached out through Instagram um, mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff, but uh, what was the process of getting these people casted? You know, are these like people you know directly, mm -hmm. other types yes. of works? Courtney, yes, I knew directly prior, before uh, Paxaw, we did a short film called Assumption, and Brian Butler was in that as well. He was the guy trapped in the elevator, and Courtney played the voice uh, inside the elevator. So I, they came along with me for Hacksaw. And then Amy, who I met at work at the time around 2017-ish, uh, just told her, basically, I like film, finished my short film, Assumption, it's out, showed it to her. She was interested in being a, in a film, so I told her some of the ideas that I had, uh, what I wanted to do in the movie, how uh, gory I wanted to take the film, a very uh, Rob Zombie, and you know, not holding anything back. She was all for it. She's a huge fan of Saw, a film called Saw 1 and 3 that she really loved. So, after she came on board, um, everything just came together after that. And we got George Jack involved. He's another... Um, local actor right here in San Diego who's also getting into directing right now which is really good and um, pretty much that was it the cast came together really nicely all right so you got the you got the the, the ragtag team of people to help you uh, mm -hmm. you know the rat pack uh, per se because you got you guys gotta what Ryan you got more you got better ways to describe <laughs> it I mean I wouldn't have called the ragtag team like well, it sounds like isn't that like Fred like isn't that like Fred like went down to the boys home and got a group of orphans to come and help him is that Are what that go? sounds like a fucking episode it sounds like a little rascals episode okay little <laughs> rascals make a movie uh well I mean you have to be friends you know to some extent to uh I'm just say ragtag wasn't oh yeah Everybody came together and it was a lot of fun. And then, yeah, we knew each other, so that made it a lot easier to get everything together. Ryan, what's up, man? You're just Hi, gonna Ryan. fucking <laughs> sit there, fucking all night. I'm just waiting for us to get into some stuff. We're still well, doing the introduction. Yeah, so let's, let's get let's get into it, man. Let's get into it, man. So, I mean, like we said earlier, we had covered this trailer um, a few weeks ago. I think maybe a month ago now. It was brought over to us from our buddies in marketing macabre. Shout out to them. And when we ran through, I think that me and Ryan and Mandy had said, you know, it kind of gave us like a like a splatter film type fucking vibe, Texas Chainsaw mm -hmm. Massacre type deal. I would say the trailer was just it was very visceral. Yeah. And uh, I mean, anything that grabs your attention, the it got me wanting to watch it to see what was how everything was going to play out. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a very it wasn't like a overly revealing trailer, so that's what caught my attention. And then you said we were doing it. Yeah. But um, what I'd love to get into is with the uh, the gory special effects that are in this. Uh, are there any particular uh, influences when it comes to different gore-laden films or uh, makeup artists or anything like that that you were kind of, you wanted to emulate at all? Definitely uh, Tom Savini. Uh, I love his gore effects. And this was actually my first film actually ever doing any kind of effects because my short film is just a guy in an elevator. So this one, I mean, was basically the boot camp with everything. You know, wait time, set up time for, for those kind of things. And I'm still learning that. Um, but Tom Savini, uh, uh, the master of gore effects, um, but also a lot of uh, foreign films that are so grotesque. I tried to bring that to as well, especially with the opening scene of the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, that I get a lot of shit for. And I get a lot of, that's great. I'm glad you did that. Um, so I, I get it both. It's like down the middle it's good i'm glad you did that and then the other one's like no that's just wrong well what i like like we're not gonna give it away because like but legit like uh when i was watching i was like okay you're setting a humongous like 
stage here tone for this film like right off the rip you know with the, those opening scenes because like legit from like start to fin like you know until it gets into the movie like that i guess the soft open or the cold open um you're it's relentless you know what's going on on the screen and that's what we try to do we we, we definitely try to bring that and, and keep it in your face and not shy away from the violence and the gore i know there could have been a lot more but <clears throat> as i said you know definitely this was a good warm-up this was a good boot camp uh trial to learn you know trial and error you know there are a lot of things that i would do again and a lot of things i'm not going to do again when i move forward to the next thing so but for this it was a good learning experience to get an idea of how things work set up time turnaround time everything yeah but I, I definitely want to do more and still keep it within the practical effects. I, I'm not a fan at all of CGI. I, I don't like CGI at all. Just, that's just my preference. I mean, The Thing is one of my all-time favorite horror films, the John Carpenter one, and I, I mean, the practical effects in that is just, it's just amazing. It still holds up to this day. For sure. That's my, that's my favorite fucking film. So I would say for people that are you know, gore hounds, people that like watching all sorts of viscera and grotesque splatter effects that the film did deliver on that. Thank you. No, definitely. Yeah. And like I said, just to go back to the opening, it was like very stylized. Like you could tell like what you wanted to open with, like, you know, as far as what you were showing in, in, in that opening. And we, we tried our best to accomplish that. While we're on the subject of that, what was your favorite effect to pull off in this? The, the opening and the ending. Those two are pretty cool. I, I, I wanted to do one more, but I just didn't have it in the budget to do another one. So, yeah, that's okay. Lesson learned. On to the next. The, the ending was pretty neat. That was definitely uh, inspired by, not to give away too much, but that was definitely inspired by Hatchet. Then you introduce, uh, because, you know, the opening and all that stuff, but then you introduce, like, a... Uh, the found footage style, yes. Um, mm -hmm. Which I was like, all right, cool. I got, I'm digging this. The found footage mixed with like the supposed, you know, real life. Yeah, the real movie, movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like, was this something that you set out to do, like from the get go, or was this just like a type of deal 100%. where you just fell into it? No, no, no. One hundred percent. That's what I wanted because I loved. Uh, a lot of people don't like this one, but it, uh, the Blair Witch, I mean, at the time when it came out for what it was, it was so different and so shocking for what it was. Um, I really liked that a lot. And I like the found footage look. I love the VHS movies, especially VHS 2, one of my all-time favorites, uh, anthology films. Yeah. And uh, the remake with the word sequel, whatever, the guy that, that directed uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, he, he did uh, Your Next, the remake to, or the sequel to Blair Witch. I, I like found footage movies. They look good. But, uh, to me, I like how they look. So I like splicing the two worlds. Mm -hmm. um, I know I, I am getting slightly that they didn't care for like the jumping from the footage to the, the movie movie look. A lot of people would prefer that I just kept it like just, oh, they should have just kept it. No found footage. But I, I just like them both. So that's why I just put it both in there. Yeah, no, I thought it was a a good touch to it because I mean it, it showed you like glimpses into you know them, you know how their their dynamic, you know, yeah. throughout getting to, you know, what they wanted to go do as a you know the side, the side story. You know what I mean? So you were showing, yeah. you know, the main the main story, and then you had your your, your side story, but. You conveyed that through the found footage aspect of it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's like you know, flirtatious. Like, oh, stop record. Why you keep recording me? Type of deal. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because someone would be annoyed if they got a camera on them all the damn time. And this guy's a you know a dorky guy who just you know geeking out over his old you know shitty camera that he got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legit. And that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm sure you know we've all gotten. You know, once we picked up a new piece of equipment, we just want to use it. Like, no matter what, it's like, you're bringing your camera for what? We're going down the street. It's like, oh, no, just in case. Yeah. You know, I wanna... and, in, and in this situation, I mean, they're driving back home. 
to go see the family because you know the the girl the girlfriend is set in her way that oh we're gonna drive it'll be so much better than yeah yeah plane ride. for the the character of uh the ed crow um mm -hmm. and all that stuff like where did you draw the inspiration for that oh man you know what that character it just tell you the truth because the story evolved several times uh before you know getting to the movie and then while we were shooting it, it kept evolving because i shoot i was shooting in uh, chronological order and as I was going and shooting from the beginning, and once we got toward the building, it just, I, I like the idea of this, without giving too much away, of this person, is it him? Is it really him? Um, do we know if that's really him? Kind of like a mystery to him, almost uh, a ghost type thing. If it's, mm -hmm. if, if it's who we see on screen is really that person, or who is really doing the killings or the things for him. Um, or is it these followers, these guys all in the red masks, or is it that grotesque uh, guy with the pig skin on the face? Uh, so, you know, it just being, like I said, the first film, you know, I wanted to do so much with uh, maybe I can go this way, that way, this way, that way. Um, so I think I might have put a lot in the first one, a lot of going in different directions. Mm -hmm. But um, he was definitely all three of those is it like the, the spiritual type person is it the cult following or is it this grotesque monstrous pigskin guy uh, I, i'd say that there were just inspirations from you know definitely texas chainsaw uh, and inspirations from also um, uh, hatchet is in there as well a little bit and and a little bit of a, obviously house of thousand corpses you saying like you know you felt like you're putting too much into it but i felt like once we got through you know the road trip part and then like got to the on location type deal where things were supposed to be happening or that they happened you know the according to the urban legend i felt like if you were to be immersed in the world of like the unknown i guess nightmarish um i i think like you pulled it off uh creating an underground world so i guess you could say like you said you know whether or not it was mr happy or ed who was it you know what i mean or was it them just manifesting their own fears type of deal it could it could be interpreted you know in different ways you know because it felt like what you were trying to say in that it's just that that's an energy more than mm -hmm. like a thing that is going on right now you know what i mean 100%. so tell me about where you were shooting this <clears throat> uh, obviously, the road trip scenes, those are were done about, we shot that around the central area, so that was about an hour and a half drive or so. We just went, just went, just kept driving until we were around nothing. So we tried our best to get as far away um, from the city as possible. Then a lot of the interior shots inside that we did, running around through the maze and everything, that was my buddy's studio that he actually has. Uh, Luke, who was one the only sole producer of the movie, and he pretty much opened the the gates and let me play it around in the funhouse to go through and have all those uh, you know cat and mouse type scenes. And then when we were doing the uh, tunnel scenes, going through the sewer lines, that was fun. <laughs> that was my homage to Alien. I love Alien. And um, I try to bring that in there, that this place just keeps on going and going, and we just don't know where it ends or begins. Speaking of uh, homages and Alien, what else? Because uh, I felt like I noticed a few in this, but what? Did, where did you feel you paid some tribute? I tried my best to pay tribute to, obviously, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, um, Easy Rider. I love that film. The Dennis Hopper movie, I love that movie. Just yeah. the road trip, being out there alone and just just out, gone, far away from everything. And of course, Rob Zombie. I just always go back and circle back to Rob Zombie. You know, I grew up watching him. I uh, watched his movies a lot, especially uh, when I got uh, out of high school. He was he was always on repeat. House of a Thousand, Devil's Rejects, 
always. I know you sent me earlier tonight um, that you did some another short called uh, Baby the Clown. Yes, eight-minute short film that Amy and I and my buddy Luke, he came on board to play Tommy or um, play around with just to see how to stay warm. I didn't want to go cold with not shooting and doing anything. Correct. So they come, they came over, basically they came over to my place, and then we just shot this little weird, quirky thing. It's not over-the-top violent. Um, I tried to you know, stay with the nightmarish type thing where she can get you in reality or she can get you in your dreams. Yep. And, she can bend, and she can bend that rule however she wants to do of when she's going to get you. So, and, and keeping it very uh, PG-13-esque, uh, not going too far. And we did. It got a nice response from the festivals. It was, it was something different, I, I think. I, I think we, we went a little bit different with Baby. It was definitely uh, different, more, you know, uh, different than, than Hacksaw. But, you know, like cause it has, this, this one has a more cinematic <clears throat> feel and look to it, you know, um, different lightings. And, and, you know, and we talked about, you know, like the but the vibe between this and Hacksaw, like I felt like, you know, the, the grittiness and like all the, the you know, because Hacksaw has some harsh harshness to it you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and i just felt like between this story and that they're two totally separate things and the vibe on hacksaw like definitely fits the lighting the harshness you mm -hmm. know for the story that you're telling there and then like this is more like you know the baby the clown is is you know you got more your cat and mouse thing that you know yeah you're, you're kind of doing and then you're introducing technical technology into it you know as far as you mentioned instagram in it you know and, definitely uh, you know so like you're melding that world and it felt more like a uh like easiness to it you know what i mean yeah until yeah. you know the culmination of you know where because you got the double take for the ending you know what i mean where oh yeah um he wakes up and then he wakes up again and boom so i mean i did enjoy that as well i mean um and that one's is that 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 one's readily available for anybody to watch yeah, I, I put that out there right away so people can see because I know um, I was hoping that eventually if people got around to Hacksaw and they, they recognized it. And if they search the, the trailer or teaser, they, they're going to see my name. So they'll like, oh, what else does he have? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I put I put Assumption on there. I put the 15-minute cut version. And then I have the eight-minute eight short film. So they can see that, it's, that, that the work is getting different as yeah. I'm going. And, and which is the plan to keep doing different things like you said you know you went through boot camp doing your first feature like full feature with hacksaw and then you mm -hmm. learned okay these things i can take with me these other learning experience like do's and don'ts i can leave behind while i yes. expand you know my craft 100 percent, 100 percent, and that's one of the big things that i feel that's um that's in our advantage right now because Right after I did Hacksaw, we went right into the zombie, into doing zombie. And so we're taking all the information that we're getting from Hacksaw, the goods, the bads, everything, and we're pouring that into zombie. So another, so like a second boot camp, but from the outside uh, perspective, everybody's information of what they felt that they liked and didn't like. I'm going to, you know, use all that feedback because. Uh, it helps, I think. It helps oh. me get better. Yeah, 100%. So now, is that the name of the new... No, that one's called Mike and Fred versus the Dead. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at it here. It, it is just a goofy-ass comedy about two stoners just okay. going through some shit while a zombie apocalypse is breaking down. And one of their crazy sisters and her fucked-up day that she's having as well. So these three characters are having a really bad day. <laughs> All right, I see some. Uh, I see a Felissa Rose on here. Yeah, we got very, very lucky. Felissa is in the movie. Um, I drove out to L.A. to do her scenes. She is in the movie several times. She, so she is in frame. She's in the film. So that was very humbling of her to come on board. You know. Yes, uh, Mike and Fred has an out-of-pocket budget, but 
I think we are getting um, a really good look of how it's turning out right now. Completely different from what I'm hearing. It's looking completely different from Hacksaw, so that's really neat. That, that definitely shows that we're, you know, making progress in our work, which is, you know, what we need to do. So. No, 100. And that's pretty much going to take us all year to work on. So that, that's that, that, that's going to be a ways away. But, but for right now, we've got Hacksaw out in rotation, and we got the short films out as well. All right. So that's Baby the Clown, Assumption. Yes. Yes. Correct. And, th and those two are available on YouTube. Yep. And then Hacksaw, uh, Amazon. You got, you got, dude, every, every other day I see you posting like we're sold out again. And then I tried to go grab a. It's been crazy. I mean, I, I mean, nobody could expect it. Nobody expected this. Me and like literally in the beginning of this whole thing, it was me, Amy, and uh, Luke, lead producer of, of the old song producer of the movie. Our goal was to finish it, you know what I mean? Not just, you know, shoot and just have, you know, proof of concept, just to shoot something, but, we, you know, to do it, to really go through it and mainly get through my boot camp of, you know, how bad do you want this, pretty much. And we came out, we finished. Not once were we talking about, oh, it's going to sell here. Oh, it's going to be, you know, temporarily out of stock. That was never brought up, yeah. ever. It was get it done, you know, get it finished and get it out that was the goal and um learn from the mistakes when going forward basically it you know what i mean and, and it, which is what we're doing and then it took me a, a, at least a year to, to finally meet up with uh, midnight releasing they were very nice and gracious enough to take the movie for its raw content they didn't require any cuts the only thing i did uh was i switched the opening to the color from black and white and that's it it's a trip to see how the response has been it's very humbling but that just means i need to work a lot harder on um my next film yeah you got you got you guys got some eyes on you so yeah you definitely gotta deliver yeah so i hear i heard from someone who he did a review on my movie and um i reached out to him directly and he wanted, he's like, dude, give us more gore. I think you should give us more. Okay. So I am doing my best, really hard, doing my best to amplify the living dog shit out of uh, gore. So if people thought that Hacksaw was violent and offensive or grotesque, they have no idea what's coming for them in zombie. It's going to be a thousand times more graphic and more gore. Which is funny because your poster behind you, Dark Man. Yeah. I love that movie. I saw it in the theater with my mom. Now this part right here is going to trip you out. I have never seen Evil Dead ever, really? one or two or the Army of Darkness until last month. I finally watched them. Holy shit! Evil Dead Two is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. Holy shit! And then I showed that to Amy, and I told her, okay, they want blood. Okay, Amy, are you? She's like, oh, Jesus Christ, again? Yes. And we like a, a good uh, gorship film. I mean, we have movies like Inside, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, shit 100%. like that that, you know, have a lot even, of. Even um, Homeboy went crazy with uh, Terrifier. Yeah. Just balls out. No holds bar. I, I love that. That's great. I mean, to go back to your to to you know hacksaw. Uh, there's a couple scenes like I really like the the cat and mouse thing with the the weapons cachet that you kept like oh, going back you. and forward. You know, showing people picking off uh, off the wall type <laughs> deal. I thought that was a a good touch. Thank you. Nice. Um, Thank you. And then not to give uh you know like there's a little bit of a cannibal corpse action. You know. Uh, and that's like uh, in the secret, you know, if you know this, the song titles, you can see there's a particular scene, you know, when the door opens up. And, yeah. Uh, you know. Friday the 13th, man. Yeah. So. <laughs> when did you see the hand coming at them? I love that. But yeah, I mean, like I, I, I dug what you what you put together, man. I dug it. So Thanks, man. congrats. I it. Congrats to, you know, getting shit done. 
uh, and getting it out there. Um, because like, yeah, like you said, it's self-funded, you know, or, you know, even, even with that, the, the group of friends, you know, or, you know, that you have become friends. Cause I saw when I was looking at Mike and Fred, um, I noticed some of the same people that you've worked with are coming along mm -hmm. for the ride. So that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's a testament of like, okay, like they believe in what you're doing enough to like, mm -hmm. let's do this shit again, you know? For sure. And, and that also uh, comes from, you know, also growing up, I was also a fanatic of John Carpenter, Halloween, mm -hmm. the thing, the fog. Um, I, I mean, I love uh, escape from New York. Yeah. He always had the same cast and crew some familiar faces that would pop in they live i mean those movies basically his movies in the 80s that uh, uh showdown low tokyo so if i if i can keep you know my cast and uh the small amount of crew that can help me along the way all the way through that would be great that's the plan i mean yeah. i i hope that turns out i hope it turns out that way um i just have a a comment about uh the guy that plays ed like the dude's voice in this movie and his fucking laugh. Like... <laughs> I, I know. I'm getting, yeah, everybody's telling me about that. He's from um, the UK. Okay. And, and when he told me, okay, Anthony, what is it? Now tell me, tell me, don't be a fucking, uh, just tell me what the fuck you want. Okay. <laughs> just come out and just, what do you want with this Ed Crow character? Don't fucking sugarcoat shit. And then I said, okay, well, I want Vincent Price. You know what I mean? D you know, dig deep down and give me some creepy Vincent Price. Because Vincent Price, I always think of him, uh, of the voice in Thriller. And he knew exactly what I wanted when I said those things. And man, he just, oh God, he just, oh, I was like candy for him. It was good. I love that laugh. I love yeah. That laugh. Yeah. No, that was like a standout scene where he's like, you know, giving her, giving him the business, you know, as to this is why, you know what I mean? And then like how he, he does a flashback and I'm just like, what? The oh, when, when he was, yeah. When he was younger. Yeah. Yeah. That, my, my hair was a bit <laughs> longer than <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just no care in the world of what this guy has done to people. Yeah. And he's just worried about his fucking hair. Yeah. I mean, you know, longer. Yeah. No, he was great. That yeah. he was good. I, I had a lot of fun with Mike. Mike is great and definitely going to bring Mike back. And Mike is back again. Yeah. In, in the zombie movie, he plays Grandpa Ben. Oh, fuck <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and I got him yelling and screaming Shakespeare. So it's just really bizarre. That's great that, uh, uh, like, everything is, like you said, it's selling out. People are watching it. Um, I, I type it in. A lot of people are talking about it. I enjoyed it. Ryan, I know you've been quiet. We've just been talking. Oh, sorry, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Come on, Ryan. Hi. Where you at? <laughs> right here. Hey, Ryan. You two have been drawn on the whole time. I figure why even. Oh, man. I'm, I'm sorry, dude. By the way, by the way, it's big trouble in Little China. You said showdown in Little Tokyo, which is a Dolph Lundgren <laughs> and Brandon but, Lee. Jesus but, Christ! But to 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 his defense, that's also a great movie. Oh fuck yeah! It's freaking Brandon Lee. Well, I just yeah, I just I just wanted to make sure he knew that that wasn't the Carpenter Jesus film. Christ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I even I I've been sitting here, looked it up. I'm like, is that the even horror, a movie? The horror gods just looked at me and went, "You said what?" Yeah, you know when 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 low pan fucks the girl from behind and chops her head off. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> Two girls with green eyes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Showdown in Little Tokyo, big trouble in Little China. Jack Burton, me. All right, so you got that coming, Ryan. So. You have anything, man? You guys pretty much covered most of it. I mean, the gore was there, held my attention. I like, I did enjoy the uh, final part, the final shot, not the final shot, because that was not. But you know what I'm talking about. No, the, no, no, uh, definitely that the kick the, when I kick everybody in again. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I enjoyed that uh, that effect in particular out of the film was probably my my favorite one. I like the way that it was shot, just Thank obscure, you. just obscure enough that you got the idea of what was happening, but out front, out front enough that it was you threw in that little extra at the very end of that. I was like, oh damn, yeah, our cherry on top. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you guys covered everything. I just been sitting here chilling. That's why I wrote down on my notes here. I said, oh, fuck that ending. Because, like, it just, like, ends on such a, like, fucking gnarly note. So mm -hmm. it's, like, and then it leaves you, like, you know, there's more here. That's the plan. I yeah. mean, if, you know, if we're lucky enough, knock on wood, we'll see where it takes it. Because I wrote out last year, I wrote out part two and three, so... It definitely can go in several directions. Oh wow! You, you got trilogy, trilogy of terror plans. Uh, that's the plan. I mean, two and three, and then we can spin off, and I can do something with the happy uh, character. Oh yeah, dude, that was uh, welcome to Happy's room. Oh yeah, <laughs> everybody's been telling me they want to see Happy go ape shit crazy and yeah. tear people apart. Legit. I think that's it, right? think that that might be yeah it. without getting into spoiler territory because we could definitely right. do that but we want people to go watch this movie buy it rent it tell your friends about it um so speaking of that uh where is it available right now midnight releasing yeah midnight releasing they were great enough to pick it up and they threw it out on amazon amazon prime voodoo um lord a uh, google play it's sold out on um ebay but and it's temporary. It's out of stock on Amazon, the DVD. But you can still, from what I heard, you can still um, purchase your copy, okay. you know, or however many you want to get. Um, and it'll give you like you know the estimated delivery time of when it's gonna get to you once they've restocked or however their inventory works. Yeah. And uh, it, it hit the UK. I don't, I'm still waiting on other information because I, I asked, I, I don't know, but I, I, from what I'm hearing, from what I'm hearing, because the response has been really strong the last three weeks that, that they weren't expecting that they're, when, when it's available, they're going to try to push it toward, you know, hopefully the UK and see what the possibilities are for foreign release maybe if, if, if it's if it's lucky enough uh, which i hope that would be very nice if that's if it makes it out there all right and where can people keep up with you and your shenanigans uh, you can find me on instagram uh underline anthony leone i'm always posting things there very current things all the time even on the stories uh posts that i do as well uh or ha at hacksaw movie I'm also running that page as well, so I bounce between the two pages on there all the time. That's the only place where you can pretty much find me is Instagram. Congratulations on uh, putting Thank on you. an awesome movie. Um, Thank you, Paul. Like, yeah, I really hope that uh, it gets across the pond and you keep slamming some good numbers down because, you know. That's uh, me too, man. I, I really hope so. It's still surprising how the, the response has been. You know, you know, positive or uh, bad, it still has eyes on it, so that's really good. And and I thank you and thank you guys, thank you both for talking to me. Yeah, no, no doubt. It's really neat. It's fun. I hope we do. I hope we do this again. Oh yeah, no, you got to come back. No, one hundred percent. Because actually, um, last year uh, I helped Amy out, and she finished directing her first feature film, and it is very kind of similar to the Pahipsky tapes. Okay. A murder-ish type mystery uh, film, so that should be out. I'm hoping uh, summertime or at the end of this year. We're going to try to sell it uh, in the next couple months. So that's that's next in line. Awesome. While while we work on zombie the rest of the year. Awesome, awesome. We'll be back definitely. Yeah, doors yeah. always open. It's a revolving door. But uh, Thank um. You. Like uh, Ryan was saying, heavy. This movie's heavy on prosthetics, so we want to shout out our buddies over at Woochie.com. Uh, make sure you use uh, discount code Mandy Strange for fifteen percent off your entire order. Horrormerch.com. 
Or merch.com. Use code SSP for Strange Show Podcast. Get 20% off. This offer excludes any already discounted items. Yeah, no. Nah. And it's for and it's for men and men's and women's shirts, but they got everything. You can check out there on the computer box. The computer box there <laughs> on the on their interwebs. <laughs> on your box. Yeah. They got soon soon, soon to come horror flashlight. Yeah, flashlights. Uh, uh, dude, imagine that. You're fucking Freddy Krueger's mouth. Oh jeez. Nice. And in case, uh, as you already know, but in case you are new to this earth, I'm not going to say it with the F. Earth. I'm not doing it. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon podcast apps and pretty much all over the dark corners of the world. We are on all your favorite social media platforms at That Strange Show. Follow us. Subscribe. Tell your fucking grandma. And as always... Strange is better. I'm not